And the critics are calling Hellcast exciting, great, and one douchebag rip-on. And here are your hosts, Reaper and Eddie. Howdy. Hello, Reaper. How are you? It's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has been a while. It's been a while. There's another douchebag. Oh, another <laughs> shitty 90s song. Fucking torture. Is that me. 90s? I think that it's got to be one of those 90s, 2000s. I don't know. It's all the same. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, last sorry, night, I'm I said sorry. eating dinner at this place. They're playing such <laughs> shitty music. And it was, I started Googling shitty fucking, quote, shitty <laughs> 90s music. And then these, somehow, these idiots next to me must have seen it because they started talking about raging against the machine, how cool they were. And, oh, they're, uh, they were great, man. Like, oh, my God. It's like, all right, you know, if they had something politically to say, cool, whatever, fuck, but God, it just, I didn't oh, like it. Oh, that doesn't constitute for shitty music, though. No, it's just whatever. It's not a good excuse. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So we're I'm back. Sorry. Yes, we're back. Uh, we've been... Wa- well, things got a little bit uh, chaotic around the holidays, obviously, I think for everyone. Yeah. But uh, especially here and then, you know, you with your other job. Your, My your, other job. In your, pink eye and Yeah, yeah, you got like sick that. and it still sounds like you're sick. Yeah, miserable. But hey, probably we're coming down to do Hellcast. Yes, there you go. And, and I'm no, now, if it's AIDS, now. just think how funny that's not going to be. <laughs> uh, uh, well, for yeah. me anyway. I mean, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be too funny. But uh, yeah, I was doing exciting things. I'm just going to plug what I was doing. Okay. Oh, we were busy. I, I had to record the vocals for the new Crucify Mortal stuff. So That's that was, right. That was cool. We did the guitar solos. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Kind of had to put that ahead for once. Kind of do something like that. So that'll be on a new split with Exorcism. That's I'm, yeah. I'm excited to hear the finish. But yeah, yeah. And we were supposed, supposed to mix it, but then... Someone else was sick, so yeah. we couldn't do that. So I, I wasn't sick. I, I'm, I'm yet to be sick, so hopefully you don't get me fucking sick. I'm not going to breathe on you. Oh, good. Well, you might, I mean, we're going to be doing other things, though, you know. That's right. Wink, wink. Felching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as we have been requested, and we did it for some people, and it's just a good avenue to have. And since it's a social networking days, and that's technology the way it goes, uh, we are on YouTube. You can... Listen to not all past episodes yet, but some of the past episodes, the most recent ones, I think it goes all the way up to the ones with Eddie, so we're getting caught up with there. who? Eddie. Oh, that's, that is my name. <laughs> what? <laughs> Eddie who? And of course, as always, and I don't think I, you know, tease it enough or request it or whatever the radio lingo is, or just simply enough... Write us. Send us fan mail if you're going to be a fan. If you are a fan. If we got any fans. I don't know if we I had one more fan mail from Tyler. I think he was 16, he said. Who's Tyler? This kid just sent me a couple of fan mails. It was pretty cool to hear. Well, why didn't... Tyler, what the fuck? Where's my fan mail? Because, dude, fucking... I fucking rule. Oh, and hey, while I'm thinking about it... Listener X, thanks for the care package. Yes, Listener Very X, cool. thank you for the care package. And everyone else, please send us care packages. Send the shoe. <laughs> if you got a shoebox full of 20s, send it in. Yes, if you're wondering where to send those care packages, go to the Hell's Headbangers website and the uh, address on there. Just send it in care of Hellcast, and it'll make its way to us. Allegedly. No, We're probably will. sitting on a bunch of stuff. Ah, could or be. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe only got one. Like maybe Listener X package. Hellcast. Sh- what? <laughs> Listener X's package showed up, and they're like, "I don't want this fucking junk. We'll give this to Hellcast." Yeah, there's probably like platinum rings and stuff in there, and some yeah, cool yeah, yeah. bars, and then oh, oh and they, well, we'll give them these couple of. Cool I was wondering shot why. Glasses she, yeah, Listener X seemed a little confused when we were like, "Thank you for the such and such," and like, huh? Yeah. 
Well, what, what about the gold bars and the platinum yeah, yeah. rings? What the fuck? <laughs> Come on. H-H, you fuckers. Yeah. I mean, thieves. Uh, uh, absolutely. We got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So write us. Uh, hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Tyler, I want to hear from you, motherfucker. You 16-year-old prick. Where's the hell my <laughs> Oh, he does have a mouth, too. It's funny. <laughs> it was like, fuck it, fuck, fuck. It was kind of like those... Guys, but it was cooler. <laughs> hey, maybe that was Tyler. He was, I was, <laughs> He's that, in that, that band. Was <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And what's your email? Eddie Satan at hellsheadbangers.com. And that's E D D I E S A T A N. Or just ask Tyler. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He'll get you. He's like, it's uh, Eddie Satan. <laughs> motherfucker. And of course, uh, if you're going to send us a demo or a band submission, Please, no YouTube links posted on the wall or timeline or whatever the fuck they call it now on Facebook. That's garbage. It's hard to keep track of. We get a shitload. People are mailing shit in. People are emailing shit in. They're writing on the Facebook. It's all over the place. It's like and it's go, It goes one vault, and that's how it's kind of processed, so to speak, a little bit behind the scenes. But don't post it on our fucking website or our or the hell it's called, the Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, you can email it at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Send in like a link to either buy it or to your band if you don't have a link to buy it, if it's not out yet. And send a high-quality MP3 or Wave or whatever I can play it. Or we, because we won't give away that much insight. So what are you talking about? <laughs> behind the scenes. You're oh, sick. Oh. You don't know what's going on. That's right. Um, sick in the head. So another it's thing that mad cow disease, I think mad cow disease. Anyway. There you go. And this is kind of sort of a disease of sorts. You know, during the break, we're just going to refer to it as the break. Well, we had to celebrate Jesus. Yes, of course. It was such a tr- great holiday, dude. I wasn't bored at all. So anyway, <laughs> and during that, I was out. I I had epilepsy because of fucking Christmas tree lights. <laughs> cool. Well, I was out at a bar local bar you know right around my house i live in a suburb that's where hellcast is brought to for a broadcast from is in a suburb of cleveland right, and it's uh, very yes it's the muscular sh- one yeah it's a very muscular ville <laughs> of sorts figure that out look at an ohio map of cleveland anyway um so you know fucking chain bar or whatever and it was late at night it was a weekday you know we got some pizza and we're drinking some beers or whatever and fucking like it was, must have been the tough guy night because, like, they had fucking Sepultura going, Roots! Bloody Roots! And it's yeah. just like, oh, God damn, this is bad. So, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, and I see this fucking parent douche. Anyone that's rocking that out is a douche. He's fucking, I mean, and maybe you're not a douche and you have a guilty pleasure, but this dude was a douche. Fucking just, you know, bald, had fucking, uh, you know those what the Adidas pants or is it Nike with the stripes? I both probably, but the three stripes I think. Yeah, yeah, Adidas. the three stripes. Okay, he had those on. Anyone that wears those outside the gym, total douche, and especially at a bar and rocking Sepultura bloody roots. Yeah. So he's sitting there. I mean, he's going nuts, dude. He's fucking into it. I'm looking. I was like, God damn, that motherfucker must have the demos. <laughs> I mean, he's fucking rocking. It. He's got the rehearsal LP. This motherfucker, he's going home. He loves this shit. So he's fly, he's over there rocking it out. I'm just like, wow. Just back to my pizza, drinking my beer. So it's over. Maybe it's not over yet, but whatever. Some other shitty music comes on. 
Same so, type of genre, like more. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the metal hour, dude. You know, it's the tough guy shit. So I'm I'm sitting there at the bar, minding my own business, hanging out with my peeps, and uh, you know, I was apparently on the way to the bathroom. So this guy's walking to the bathroom and kind of like just butts in, like you know, I wasn't facing him, I wasn't catch eye attention. He just kind of came up to me. He's like, "Don't worry, brother, it gets better." And then he walked away. <laughs> I'm just like, "Are you shitting me?" You gotta be fucking kidding me! I know what this means. I'm he's a talk- douche, and he's trying to he's a, like. He, he saw my long hair. He knew he's a douche. Like he's thinking, like, I bet you that guy. Like he's not feeling the sepultura, but I bet you he knows the extreme stuff that I'm about to play, and I'm cool enough to be on his level too. So it's like, oh, okay, great. Well, Do, okay, and I, he I, sounds I, like what? Wolfgang Jack too. Or- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or whatever that guy. So, so lo and behold, I'm just kind of like, oh, wow, I'm intrigued. So I'm just, and Did this, he have a pink shirt on or a light blue shirt? I don't remember, but he was a douchebag. Yeah. Totally a douchebag. So anyway, all of a sudden, bam, da, 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 fucking wrist, uh, angel of angel death of comes death. on. I'm just like, this is what I'm fucking talking about. And this is what I was segueing into. That is how you tell a douchebag Slayer fan. And and that's a furthermore, it's kind of really swaying from my enjoyment, not of Slayer as a whole, because let me carry on to how you tell a douchebag Slayer fan. First of all, we all know what a douchebag looks like. Right. But the only fucking album that they know is Raiden Blood. Raiden Blood, yeah. Or they like the sh- or they know the shitty stuff. But I don't even think like the average like football Sunday jackass that's like, you know, loving the music on there, like, you know, oh, it's fucking metal, you know, well, the football's metal because they play AC and and all this shit. Like yeah. and, and, and I don't know if they play Angel of Death, but it, they might as well. It was in Jackass. It was in movies and stuff. So they know about it. And but I I do you think they're like show no what show no no I don't think it's that what like, is that I, like do you like show no mercy huh? they'll be like yeah exactly what is show yeah, no what because it's it, it's haunting the what I mean and, and apparent and like obvious enough that you know it's in a, it, it was a groundbreaking record and, and blah 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 and everyone feels that and the energy and blah 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 and so it obviously gets them psyched and they think like but they think like they're listening to some hard and heavy shit and that's that it's not exactly the problem the, the, there's two main problems there's a <laughs> If you, you're not in the metal, you're not in the metal. Just because you like Slayer, like why don't you know any other record? Like why do people just stop at that? If you're really in the metal, and especially now, there's fucking the internet, dude. The World Wide Web makes it easy as fuck to check this shit out. I remember, like you know, back school days or whatnot, kids were like, "Where do you get your shirts?" And how you find out about how do you? Like, how do you find out about this music? Go to... It's just like, I, I figured everyone heard of Judas Priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you would think so. <laughs> or, I mean, I mean, I was more and more and more underground shit than that, but it's like... So, back to the Slayer thing. Like, so, anyone that... If they don't know... If all they know is Rain and Blood, fucking guaranteed douchebag. Yeah. Just guaranteed. You might think, like, this guy's pretty cool. It's like, he's a douchebag because that's all he knows. And, and, and if they like anything, like, if it's like Rain and Blood and then, like, that rap out. When, when, when did they start the, rapping? Uh, the Music and Diabolos or whatever. Okay. I, see, I never really heard. I didn't even heard that record. We, I, I can't remember if that's the cover. There was those three they did in the 90s that kind of... And God Hates Us All had... That uh, is... That is not a trendy name at all. Like that's just come on. Like what? What? That's like a twelve-year-old sitting around. Like 
<laughs> I got it. God hates us all. Like, that's going to be very controversial. <laughs> Can you see him now, Billy? It's like, it's stupid. Like, you know, but so that, so only no rain and blood. Total way to find out about a douchebag. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it's when, when those, like the big four type things, like my, one of my cases at work, I have stickers all over it. Uh-huh. And I have, you know, lurking corpses, fucking uh, Vladimir stickers, desultory, uh, necrofilth, you name it, nun slaughter stickers all over it. And everybody sees the, like, one fucking little tiny Slayer sticker. Slayer! And I'm, like, trying to find the sticker actually to put over it because I'm fucking tired of that. It's like, yeah. it's like it, when I in the 80s, when I was a kid, I, I remember telling my friends, I was like, dude, I, it, this was. Uh, I guess like around when Injustice for All came out, I was like, I'm not wearing fucking Metallica shirts anymore because all these fucking jock douches like fucking like one because it's on MTV now. And then they didn't realize that that's a butchered song. Because remember they would play that like jamming version on a MTV where they they didn't play the whole thing. Oh no, it was so fucking stupid. It was so cut and so just bad. I never, I I, I, I never really watched it. When I was in high school, um, these fucking. You know, and if you play football, whatever the fuck, I don't give a fuck. But these fucking football <laughs> player douchebags are up there doing this. They had a uh, lip syncing air band fucking contest, and they're up there with these long wigs playing the, that fucking oh, version wow. of fucking that one. is that and is bad, dude. I I walked out of the auditorium. The teacher's like, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to the bathroom." She dude. says, "Isn't this your music?" I said, "No." And I just at that point right. in time, I was like, I, "I think I might be done with Metallica." This was like an '88. I think when that shit happened, yeah. So well, fuck that, man. And and that's, that's kind of the thing. I am. The, and that, <laughs> well, and that's kind of the thing with the Slayer shit. Is like, I, I, I mean, I love the record, but it's, it, I don't, I, I guess at one point it was my favorite Slayer record. <sighs> Not anymore. Yeah, back then it was for sure for me. I mean, because I was into Showing the Mercy, Hello Waits. I Hello Waits, honestly. When I, I was, think that's my favorite. Yeah, it, when I was darker. and that thing first came out, it kind of scared the shit out of me. It's like this is a dark fucking. Yeah, it's album. a really dark sounding record. And I kept listening, and it was really intriguing. But you know, Rain of Blood, it is a fucking badass album. But yeah, it's it's like it's too many douchebags. It's like right. And and I and again, I drive that point. It's like how. How the fuck do these people just stop there? Like, if you, because those are the, the same. Do you know jackasses? why they just? They're the same jackasses. It, it's that say it's whatever's fed to them, whatever the media, whatever the pop yeah. culture feeds. Well, them. I know that, but how do you live with yourself as an as being an individual when you clearly aren't? You don't think that's for the thing. That, they don't even they realize don't. it. Yeah, huh? they don't. Yeah, I think that's it. They're just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, like, that's fine. Cool. But, you know, then, it, but those are the same people that, like, you know, when they're fucking sick, they're, you know, f- or whatever. They're not going to, like, find another way. You know, somebody told me this, and that's how it's going to be. Or I, I I need to do this with my whatever because this is how it is. They don't go figure something out for yeah. themselves what's going to work for them. Because there's stuff, like you've said to me, hey, check this out. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And then stuff, I'm like, eh, yeah, it's all right. Right, right, right. And, you know, and that's how you fucking it's learn. being an individual. <laughs> right. And these, you know, people just can't fucking do that, I guess. But yeah. And it, honest, but honestly, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't hate the record. I don't hate the record, but I fucking love the record. Yeah, it's a great it's just, record. But now, nah, dude, like it, it's been in in process that it wasn't like this, just this one event, but it always fucking annoyed me. And now that that happened, I'm just kind of like, oh, it just all seems so clear then. It was just like. 
Dude, that is really like you know you hear like anyone they talk about like the the roughest concert I ever been to was Slayer like and then or you get just like those jackasses like it's a cool thing to do I don't really like the band but it's cool like as yeah Paul Bailoff said on the fucking that another lesson in violence uh, disc you know it's it's and it's totally fucking true I guarantee I. Well, and yeah, I we have been to a Slayer show um, together. I was yeah. Gonna, yeah, I was gonna say I have. And it was no it was fucking nuts, but it's because there's so many damn people there. So many, so many. But there, uh, there's a lot of douchebags there that are like right. tackling you and being douches in the pit. And they're perp- they're purposely being douche because they hear like what was a violent show, and it's just like you know at the time I wouldn't know. I mean, I wasn't there at the time it came out, but I can only assume being a fan of metal and knowing this stuff like this that. It was, people were just excited about it, and that's what it was. Slayer was a very extreme band, and it, that's why it was an extreme, show, a violent show. And then you, now these, these fucking it's violent bags, to be violent, right? And they're just fucking doing it just to do it because hey, it's a Slayer show. Right. I'm, I'm being rebellious. I'm a douchebag with dyed blonde spikes that look like a fucking dinosaur, and like I'm the, and I got my fat fucking girlfriend, the white yeah. zombie shirt. You know, but it's, it's just, yeah, no, exactly. But like, go to a lurking corpses show, and those are fucking nuts. There's fewer people. And yeah, but those people, if somebody goes down, they're not like, oh, cool, I knocked this guy down. They stop and they're like, oh, man, you're all right. Pick him up, you know, and yeah, and it's, you know, not douchebaggery. Well, to sum it up, anyone that seems confused, whether they feel this might be applying to them, just um, I think it's is it the still raining DVD? Is that a, a the Slayer DVD? It's like later and they like it was about the time when they played. Yeah, they played the whole record. And they, OK, well, they had like this behind the scenes thing where it showed like the fans and stuff. Um, watch that. I think it's on YouTube. Like, you know, Slayer behind the scenes. I'm sure it'll come up or documentary some shit. And it shows like all the fucking fans and stuff. And you're like, you'll see just the douchebags of the douchebags that they're, but they're hardcore Slayer fans. But anything that they say in there, I guarantee you, I don't remember by heart, but I guarantee you the only shit they're going to talk about is, oh, fuck, Angel Death really rocked my world. They're raining blood. It's so fucking heavy. <laughs> That's all they're going to say. I guarantee you. And they're going to have a bloody face and going to talk about how violent the show is. But they couldn't tell you goddamn thing other than that i think a better question should be hey who uh who's the drummer of slayer or did you know that tom Araya's christian or maybe what country is he from yeah <laughs> well a bunch of yeah fun and facts if jeff hayneman's a nazi what's he in a band with a cuban and a uh um fuck's that country is he from Colombia or is he from... Oh, uh, Dave Lombardo? No, 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 no. Dave Lombardo is Cuban. I don't know if he's from Cuba, but that's like his heritage. And then oh, uh, Tom Araya is... Tom is Chilean. Chile, that's it. Some, yeah. Something with a C down there. Yeah. So there you <laughs> so, go. Fuck, Try- I'm a goddamn poser then. So, yeah, so, so watch that video and then uh, I encourage you, listeners, anytime you see a j- one of those jackasses you'll see in that video, go and bust out some Slayer trivia for him and see how right that Reaper really is.
one of our fans and loyal listeners uh, had an interesting question and something he wanted us to talk about was, uh, what's our take on uh, questionable personal beliefs of the bands that we're into? So, like, you know, their ideals or anything that they, their visions or ideology on life that may differ from ours. And does that like kind of sway? Do you mean if they're religious or not religious or, or any of that? You know, if they like, I'm they, against guns or I'm for guns, right? Any of that kind of stuff. You know, I, I I think that's. I guess it depends. Um, like, who is like? Well, for instance, <laughs> for instance, like the fact that Tom Araya is a Christian. I don't really give a shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't really give a shit. Um, Grant. I mean, it, it's kind of funny and makes sense that he never wrote lyrics then or never wrote like the say I thought I he did write some lyrics. did he write some of them yeah. I don't think he wrote like most of the satanic stuff though I think he comes up with like the most of the violent stuff I, I th- yeah I think he wrote um, that one song on South of Heaven about abortion supposedly yeah, okay. uh, Silent Scream oh okay is that what that song's I, I, about yeah it sounds like it I think that's the one I'm thinking of oh that sounds very that sounds very Christian <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, (laughs) that makes sense. (laughs) It's all coming together now. (laughs) I was always wondering, but I mean, yeah, for the most part, it really doesn't bother me too much because it's just like, you know, I guess if they're, you know, avid, like if, if it was like a black metal band and they're like, we're all like, say if it was like mayhem or something, because I'm not really that big of a mayhem fan, but, uh, you know, I say it was for the sake of argument. Uh, if it was mayhem or whatever, and then you find out that one of them are Christian, I was like some huge mayhem fan. I would that would kind of bother me because that's kind of like the whole basis of that. I think it's yeah. very you know uh, contradictory and hypocritical to oneself. Um, so that would be. I mean, I there's like a lot of people too that will talk about. Oh, I met such and such, and he was an asshole. So now, well, this is interesting to you, you. Because you liked Skeleton Witch, and now what's your story? Well, I, I you know, I well, still, tell the story first. Well, we were uh, at the show. Um, I wasn't. D- Durkada was playing um, a small uh, Pirates Cove at this place called Peabody's in Cleveland, and I, I missed the goings on because I was down. I was in the bathroom. That's a disgusting bathroom at that place, by the way. So I think it's standard venue. <laughs> I think so. So. Um, Don, Don of the Dead, Don from Nunslaughter, and I go upstairs. Um, Who? Exactly. With uh, the girls from Durkada, and we're hanging out in the, the backstage area, which is actually upstairs. There's chicks in Durkada? Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, um, anyhow, long story short, I guess I went up there, um, and there was some shitty beer, like in 12 packs, whatever, some bottles of water. Um, I went upstairs and uh, saw Sharon and Mary and then like went downstairs to go to the bathroom. Sharon and Mary from Durkada. Durkada. Yeah, yeah. You know, hugged, whatever. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you guys. You know, and I, as I come down, um, I think Mary had gone outside to smoke a cigarette. I see Don coming down the stairs and he was like, man, they just fucking kicked us out of the room like slowly i guess they came over and they they slid the beer like back over towards their side now i don't know if it was the band members or um what but someone affiliated some, some, with somebody affiliated with the band goes up to donna skeleton which with a skeleton yeah says you gotta leave and don's like who he's the guy goes the uh tm 
what's a TM? <laughs> Tour manager. I guess. And he'd probably tell the story better. But anyway, so the, the, they were asked to leave the, the backstage area for the bands. Um, and Don, I guess, tried to explain to them, hey, these guys are playing tonight, too. We need a place for their instruments, for their coats, because it was fucking cold out. And all this stuff, they're like, you got to go. And I was like, well, that's fucking shitty. You know, and that's, that's almost like, it, it, you know, and if it was... The band members that were involved, and you know, I, that's why I'm like, ah, I don't know if I. Well, realistically, to their defense, but you wait to sum that up though. So you had a, a pretty sour taste in your mouth over that. Uh, You're not really a big skeleton. It didn't. It seemed like you were kind of pissed off. To no, like, I wasn't pissed off. I was like I said, I wasn't sure where it came from, and it did make me go, huh? Because a couple of the guys I'd met before, and they're always really cool to me. Um, just, you know, bumping in the mail or whatever. Because uh, one of the guys knows is knows a guy with through a record store, blah, blah, blah. And he was always really cool to me. In fact, I saw him that night. And I was going to say something to him. And I'm like, hey, you know what? It's none of my business because it's just, it, I don't know, it seemed almost childish. But right. I was like, they now, you know, they had nowhere else to put their stuff. They're Decatur girls. And so, you know, we had to... Oh, they kicked Decatur out. Yeah. Yeah, that's... One yeah. of the bands that are playing. Yes. Yeah, that... Oh! Well, now... now okay, this has... Because... Yeah, well, well I wouldn't have given a shit but if it, they But to sum up the story... But to, I was... Because I'm going to tell you something real quick. But to sum up the story and this topic, it did seem like, though, afterward, like you were talking about Skeleton Witch and you like... I don't know what it was, but you were getting rid of some shit. You're just like, yeah, fuck those guys. Kind of... So it seems like you first. Yeah, it, was it seems like, like yeah. It, it seemed like a little like man. Come on, they're playing tonight. You know, so you you can be swayed then by the by yeah, and you know, and on the <laughs> sake of the topic, their personalities could sway you then. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, like, I met Dave Mustaine once. You know, his eighties. Who? Da- exactly, Dave Mustaine. And oh, when I mean, I was a little kid. You know, I was like fourteen or something. Really, and he was kind of a prick, but. You know, I was like, fuck these guys. You know what? what the voice is I'm a fucking fan, and you're going to be a fucking prick to me. So you, and, and it was out of signing, too. It wasn't like I just went up to him on so the you street. So like, you don't like Megadeth anymore now? It, it put a bad taste in my mouth after that. And then same thing um, in the 80s, I met uh, Lars Ulrich, and he was kind of a prick. And I was like, ah. But by that point, anyways, bringing up the All right, well, so, again. yeah, I guess I can agree with that. That uh, I often said that, like, I would hear, like, people be like, well, I don't like such and such because I hear such and such as an asshole and it's just like well you hear that you know maybe you're on tour you're tired or something and someone comes right. running up to you and you're hugging you a dude that's your number one fan comes up to you and he hugs you you're fucking tired and you, you don't know how to respond to a hug from a dude other than get, get the fuck off me yeah because you're, you're, it's like well he was just having an off night I mean you know so experience for yourself but then if you experience it for yourself that they're a dick then I could see, yeah, that's not too cool. Yeah, and the two so, situations I was talking about when I was a kid, it wasn't like I ran up to him and was hugging him and stuff. It was like at a meet and greet type thing. It's yeah. like, dude, if you're if you're having a bad day, which is cool, have a bad day, don't show up or I if it's or, a meet, I, I don't well, know. you know what? If it's a meet and greet, no, go fuck yourself because that's technically like it's your job. I mean that it they they it wasn't like they woke up today like 
Hey, well, oh fuck! There's gonna be a thousand people wanting shit signed. Like, well, I, I didn't know. It's like, no, yeah. it's a fucking meet and greet. Put on your best smile and put on your best act because that's what it. That's entitled. That comes with the fucking territory. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, you, know, you work at fucking McDonald's and you're having a bad day. Walk in the fucking McDonald's. What the fuck do you want? No, you're gonna be well. You're McDonald's. You're thinking in the back of your mind. Hurry up, you fat fucking or your shit. I want to. I want to strangle you while they're doing it. But you're putting on your best smile. But hey, that's your fucking job. So if, yeah, if they're a dick toward that go fuck yourself take that pen and stab him in the finger as i say yeah, yeah. but so yeah to, to answer the question to sum it all up i think i'm a, i think personally i'm a little more lenient towards it and you know give people the benefit of the doubt like if i just hear such and such as a dick yeah, who gives a shit? i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna but if they are kind of i mean chronos wasn't exactly fucking friendly to me but yeah, it's not it's not their job to be friendly. Yeah, and, why would I want Kronos to be friendly? Like, hey, might you know? <laughs> See, now he's Australian. That's why I almost you know? don't like meeting guys now because it's I, like, if they're a dick, the I don't want it to like to to you know. And I understand that if they are like like even with you know, Derkada wasn't touring with them or anything, so I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like. Well, they kind of need a place to put, and they ended up putting it behind some of the merch stuff, and they found the place. And you know, maybe you know, I, I'm missing a lot, and there was there was writers and all this shit that you know, you know, it, it's coming from somebody else. So yeah, right. I, I don't fucking know. So, yeah, okay. What, what would drive me crazy though, on another level, is if there was like um, a band and they had political or certain beliefs, and they start trying to fucking push them on you or during the show, oh, that's what they talk about. You fucking, pe- you know, because everyone's talking about. Well, if that's their thing, then I could see that. Like, if it's, I don't know who does it on I a non, it. like on a serious base, metal wise. I'm, there's definitely a black metal band out there. I'm, I'm not a huge black metal fan, so I don't know. But um, you know, I guess I bet you they're definitely one. If that's their deal, then you kind of know what you're getting into. Well, if yeah, it's, if it's just their like, deal, but yeah, if it's like you're going to see uh, deceased or something, and then King Folly's like, you know, praise Jesus, or you know, you have to go out there or and burn band guns, or yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Starts pushing the shit. You're just kind of like, dude, just play music. <laughs> but King's yeah. never gonna do something. No, no, so. I know. It was just the first thing that came off yeah, the top yeah. of my head. So yeah, to sum that up, but, but you know, I give people more benefit of the doubt. So I'm a little more lenient on that. And but to, and and the thing I was gonna say about that whole um, getting kicked out thing is um, from from the skeleton witch thing is it, it actually might have been not even per the band at all because um, when. Uh, Nunslaughter was up playing in a fe- the, the actually it was the fest in Calgary, Canada. Um, and I <laughs> little insight, but I'm going to look like a dick in the end, probably. But uh, you know, helping him out was up there, you know, big show and all. I'm a really big star. <laughs> but I know, but anyway, it was a big, it was a big deal, big big show and whatnot, and uh, you know, it was all professionally done and whatnot. And there's some dude just there and he's just fucking there and it's just like he's coming up hey man you know like can do you want some crack and it's just like no i don't want crack i I, I don't do drugs right right so oh and then he's and then he's fucking drinking the beer the beer that's set out for the bands see that's fucking munching on the sandwiches and it's like i'm just like looking around who the fuck is this guy and then he's standing on the side of the stage and it's just like you're a dude so i know you're not a groupie to the all-male band because I know none of them roll that way. So who who the fuck are you? You're just a friend. Like, motherfucker, you better be grabbing some guitars, getting some fucking drum, tuning some drums, and you better be the road crew or something. Like, you're eating our fucking sandwiches. Like, you know, where's your... So, but anyway, I'm just saying, like, yeah, this is bullshit, but whatever. I wasn't going to call him out. Like, I was just happy to be there and whatever. 
But at one point, he was the, you know, the staff that's running the backstage just told him to leave. Yeah, and uh, and like he was kind of like, what? Like you, you have to leave. Well, and, and that's why because like, well, this is for the bands. Like, no, they put their time and like they, you know, what well, they had the talent is very arrogant as that sounds. But it's like you well, know, they're they, the ones playing. Yeah, right. Guys, they, yeah. they they're the reason why people are here. So yeah. to speak. Well, Benham was the biggest reason why. <laughs> but, but anyway, so and, and I, I I thanked her. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> it's like yeah, it was, I felt like a jackass to say something. Like that guy was getting pretty fucking annoying. He's offering me drugs. He just wouldn't leave me alone. He's drinking our beer. Like that was the biggest thing, thing. though. Like, we, we, you're drinking. They were fucking expensive. Yeah, but they there. weren't. So, like, but the Decatur girls, they, they weren't touching any. Well, they of that were stuff. one of the bands, right? Exactly. They were one of the bands. Now See, that was yeah. I was right. in the band, so. Yeah, and if they told me, like, dude, you're not in the band, you got to get out. I was like, all right, I just came up yeah, to say hi to exactly. them anyway. So that's why I think that's bullshit. No, right. they're in the band. That dude wasn't, but, but then again, he was with the band, so get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but then again, um, it may not have come from the band, like you said, and that's why I was like, you know, because like I said, one of the guys, I, you know, hey, I recognize you kind of thing right. when he sees me. Um, but at that same venue, though, same sort of thing happened with another band, Grave, and then we talked to them and they ended up being cool so it maybe it's probably coming from the place so anyway yeah I, and i can see that so to answer your question and to give you a story what the fuck Yes, people have been giving us some stuff. And actually, this is you, dude. You sent me this. Uh, made out of babies? Yes. Give us a little insight. Uh, I think this is the one. There's been a lot of shit. People, a friend of mine was out in San Francisco, um, and he was at some bar drinking. And uh, That's what uh, you do at a bar? Whoa. Anyway, it's hard to believe. And <laughs> I, I guess someone no came up to him and or and somehow they started talking about the the San Francisco music scene and they're like, oh, you if you like heavy stuff in the San Francisco, you know, thrash scene from the eighties, you'll like made out of babies and yes, he was, and he was like, okay, so he goes and checks it out and and my buddy that I'm talking about, he, he's not like he, he he's a little honestly he's a little more mainstream in his music taste but he likes a lot of that 80s thrash stuff he's yeah he, he's, he's a fantastic guy great guitar player he goes listens to this and he's like eddie ah uh, man i i i don't well jeez spoiler I, I didn't know maybe it was gonna be awesome maybe i thought it, now my spoiler. now my opinion is gonna be swayed ah <laughs> uh, fuck I, Man, I mean, it, it sounded like it, if, if, dude, he was talking about like if it's like yeah. a Bay Area, th- dude, because it's honestly, like dude, old fucking two thousand. Yeah, when when I when I hear Bay Area, I, I'm thinking, you know, Exodus, Testament, made out of babies, you know, May, it's, exactly, it's in there. It's in there. possessed, <laughs> yeah, possessed, made out of babies. <laughs> well, I mean, let's hear it. This is uh, made out of babies with. How to get bigger? Only here, top. Turn up that dial on Hellcast. You're some made out of babies with how to get bigger. It's not bad. <laughs> Brooklyn Union. It's raw mass the oh the rehearsal. Is that a chick? You know, I'm surprised they're not babies. You know, yeah, I know. I, I think <laughs> they should be called made out of corn. So, so far, there's a bunch of short hairs. 
except for the singer. And it looks like they're going to jump. Yeah, the singer has long hair. I think it's a chick. It is. Oh, okay. Here we go. Or he's got really big pecs. It's like stoner metal meets. It sounds like the Tasmanian Devil. You know, when I hear this, it sounds like the Tasmanian Devil. You know what this really reminds me of? The guitar work it reminds me of Forbidden. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. <of course. laughs> Wait, is that's not Russ Anderson singing? Here we oh. go. Uh oh. <laughs> she changed microphones there. I can see why you would need to do that for this. I mean, this is a, a switch from our normal protocol. This is just a train wreck. <laughs> it should, our, our, our sound effect for this would just have to be... <laughs> yeah, fucking... What I just did a couple minutes ago. No, it would just be a fucking train that just derailed. I, uh, yeah, that was... I'm, that was that was about it. It was just a fucking train wreck. Sounded like the Tasmanian Devil and Scooby. That's what I fucking heard. You gotta start making me laugh. Oh well, you come to the wrong show. That's right. Uh, and then uh, so and then I don't know about this. So I was sent blood on the dance floor from the the gentleman that sent us what was that one um building the skyline or some shit yeah it, yeah well you had the t-shirt it's under your sweatshirt right it is yeah, yeah. Let's see, oh let's see um fuck i think oh crap you're not wearing it today no. all right well uh i think it was something like, you just go back I, it's whatever the, the same gentleman that said uh, sent us that which because that was a awesome we can only is imagine. that hector from uh no, I don't, no, no, Hector sent us all that other shit. I, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, but uh, so he sent us some other stuff. He said he could top it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't now know. I have not seen this or heard this. So, yeah, I will well, have to give mine. I'm gonna say I'm pulling it up on YouTube. Blood on the dance floor. What's Blood the on, song called? Rise and strike. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine, motherfucker. So I'm, I'm already seen on the side here on YouTube. It says Blood on the Dance Floor, the Anthem of the Outcast, Out Now, which apparently I'm g- guessing that these Halloween two um, very, very feminine-looking dudes. Those are dudes? I thought they were chicks. Dude, I know. That, that's what I was going to say. Like, anytime you see a band and you're going like, oh, wait, wait, what? Is that, what the? I don't know what that is. <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> that might be happening. <laughs> so let's check it out. So we're in the locker room. Oh, that's a bad place to start. It's a creepy school setting. Some oh, kids walk. Well, now, th- here we go. There's flower petals everywhere. Back in the locker room. This is very insensitive to have school settings in music videos these days. Yeah. Reaper. Oh, so there's a guy crying at, in the locker room while there's flashbacks to a... A, a, a classroom where the girl. one dude's dressed like Nikki Six or something. Yeah, he's got a captain's hat on. But here we go. Let's let's take a listen. Bunch of douchebags too. Dude, that piano is so heavy. We, well, we just—it's an intro, dude. Oh, it's creepy. I'm, I'm getting kind of scared. Shh. Kids still in the classroom. Two dudes shirts say anti-hero. Yeah, girl 
whispering to this guy. Oh, now she just oh. hit him in the head. In the classroom. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? So... <laughs> the fuck is that guy back there so <laughs> holy shit <laughs> dude he's got a hood or she white makeup on with black eye to make it look like a skull but it's wait, done very on. bad well, well first but wait. no sleeves wait but okay yeah i know so wait and like a tattoo on the hand or hold a hand on, stamp? people people can't see this video i know that they should oh i gotta stop watching okay light on the so dance wait, so, floor so yeah. we were seeing a classroom flash like there was some chaos going on in the classroom, and the girl was pushing this guy, this kid. So uh, from presum- behind, presumably enough, he's being bullied. And I'm, I can only see where this is going to go. It's going to be about like being bullied or something. And then all of a sudden, like when the drums hit and when it's going to pick up, apparently. There's just this fucking dude and fucking. <laughs> well, and then it flashbacks to the locker paint. room though. With well, the flashbacks, well, we don't got to be fucking step by step, <laughs> goddamn. We got we got a limited time. But anyway, there's this just this dude with a fucking ridiculous looking. I don't know. He looks like the Joker. <laughs> it's like a fun. sleeveless hoodie, and he's wearing a sleeveless hoodie. He just happens to just show up. It's with it's white makeup and black. I eyes. encourage anyone that wants to see this official music video by Blood on the Dance Floor, Rise and Shine, to type it into or, uh, YouTube and search it out and watch it for yourself. But anyway, awesome. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. So we're gonna. Well, I don't know yet. We haven't heard the music. The, the video is very compelling. Yeah, so I think it's gonna let's win continue. So everyone's misbehaving in the classroom still. They're throwing stuff. The teacher's out of control. He's crying and... The band member's very upset. Mean, but mean, yeah, meanwhile, when it flashes back to the locker room, the band... Uh, presumably enough, the band members who are wearing this very get-out, very uh, flamboyant... Hot topic looking outfits <laughs> are crying. They're, I mean, they're crying. And they, yeah, thing. banging their head under so, the wall. Okay. I'm still. Sad we're gonna hold our. Com- we're gonna hold our comments and let the the song play out, though. Look at those tats, dude. That's gotta be a dude. No, Look at those arms. Anything. He's rocking some fucking guns. First dude, off, play it. Play it. Yeah, dude. yeah. Hold on. Well, I thought we were, we were gonna hold our comments. I just couldn't stop it for a second. Pick it up. That's enough. But That's <laughs> fucking horrendous. So it's apparently like you see this douchebag kid getting bullied by other douchebags, and then you see these kids dressed up like they should be in Merlin Manson with face paint, and it doesn't sound like metal at all, so... Guys, I mean, we can sit here and rip on a bunch of fucking music, but send us shit that's supposedly... Me- I mean, I hope this isn't considered... I bet... Well, I yeah. think it, it probably is, like, one of these... Because, like, I see these kids around with their hair, like, all hairsprayed in one direction, and they cover... Dude, the if they... I'm and just going to say... they think they're metal, or... I don't know. Well, if they consider this metal... We got a problem! <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But... So, this video is displaying... It, <laughs> 
the kid's gonna shoot up to school. I, but I got a comment. I mean, I know, I know, I'm probably, <laughs> probably gonna get some shit during recent events. That whole Connecticut thing, but. Dude, if I went to school with a bunch of douchebags like that, I would want to shoot everyone too. <laughs> and, and I would I would want to shoot the members of the band as well because well, there would be like the people that people would I'd like be like, love. "Why are you making this guy such a pussy? Make him just push back and just fucking stop bullying me, motherfucker!" And then that's all it takes. Ah, so you just fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck this shit. So yeah, don't be a pussy. Fucking put your foot down the fuck. Oh yeah, dude, hit him in the face. Just, just the fuck off. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, that's what I had to do. Just jack him the fucking face. But anyway, uh, that that wasn't me- that can't be metal. That, that just, I I'm going to suspend That's... belief that that is what people even consider. Like have you got to be pretty out of touch story to when think I was a that. Kid? Have I told that one on here. Uh, no, we don't have time for it yet, Eddie. All we'll right. wait for that one. Sorry. And then for <laughs> this segment, Johnny owns you. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Shh. God damn, Eddie. Man, way to freaking jump the gun. We got a submission. <laughs> so this was our submission. From Johnny Owns You. Hello. I've put together an all-star lineup from ex-members of Dope, Mind Rape, Society One, and Static X. I'm intrigued. My videos are getting buzzed internationally. Well, if they're on the internet, they're probably going to get that. And we are looking for labels to represent us around the world. Thank you for your time. Im, including two of my videos and a third teaser video of what is next in store. Dude, this sounds fucking... Um, I got a stiffy. Dude. <laughs> John Hubert. So, John, thank you. I mean, dude, when I heard when I read that, that all-star lineup, I was just like, wow, this is going to be good. It's <laughs> going to be good for what the fuck. <laughs> Let's check it out. This is Sheep Slayer. Tom Rar, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> dude, just play it. Right off the bat, it's hilarious. There's just this dude with a fucking like mohawk, like slick back mohawk, sitting in a. He's dressed up in a suit, sitting in an office, and it was just, that it, big, it just, thick black. It just goatee. looked really funny. Yeah, and, and they've got to be colored. Did, and no but it's black and white. So wait, let, let's. I'm, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. Maybe you're mistaking me for someone who gives a fuck. <laughs> maybe I live for violence, <laughs> and maybe I have no conscience. You're built out on me. So already, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> what um, <laughs> I have to. I mean, it sucks clearly, but <laughs> the video, the visual is what's doing it. The visual is really funny, but no, the music's getting me too because it's just like this guy takes himself seriously. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm just listening to the. It sounds like a joke. It just sounds like a passage bear. And maybe I don't fuck you up. And I don't get conscience. Like it's this dude violent. that's clearly like trying to look like he's a hard ass and like he's singing like a he's singing like that last video with this he's fucking fucking flaming dudes. Like <laughs> you just gotta leave me alone. I'm getting picked on at school. Dude, look, is that supposed to be a little kid of him with a mohawk right there? I apparently so. Maybe that's one of the all star lineups. I we think don't so. Know. It's that little kid, you know, he's that gonna tear up some books. Come back. 
But the so but this is Johnny owns you, and the, I, the the best one though is the comment that's below it. Someone's like, he certainly does not own me. <laughs> but someone else is like, I love it. Very sinister. Be my master. And it's just like... Dude, dude, the guy... All right, so in the song, the guy's like, I'm violent and leave me, you know, fuck you. And then some guy says, be my master. Isn't that going against what the fucking song's allegedly talking about? Or am I reading way too much into it? That's, I don't know. I, I, it, it, be my Eddie, master. Eddie, honestly, it's all about how Johnny owns you speaks oh, to you. Oh, well. Right. Be my right. master. Fuck. So I'm fast dude, forward... I don't want to be anybody's fucking master. So I'm, I'm fast forwarding ahead, though. Maybe, maybe it might get where the all-star lineup comes in. Okay. Because maybe they're not there yet, and that's why wasn't that good right okay i mean because dude dope they're pretty fucking heavy yeah i'm just saying yeah here we go All right, Johnny owns you. You know what we did, man? We just represented you, but in a really bad way. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was... I, I couldn't tell if it was... Uh, yeah. Again, do people yeah. even listen to the fucking show? I mean, how did he not think that that was not going to end up in what you, the fuck? You know, what, you know what's actually going to be actually funny is if he did this specifically to get made fun of, like... That'd be totally great. Reserved. I would respect that him would if he did that. Great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that would be great. I would have actually respect for the guy. Like, okay, he doesn't take himself seriously. He made a freaking funny vid. I mean, it was funny. <laughs> so I'm not going to take that away from homeboy.
show was Chris Reifert over the phone. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Ah, you know it, man. No problem. Wouldn't miss it. You know, 2010 proved to be a very exciting year for death metal fans as the return of Autopsy came about with the EP, The Tomb Within. And while one could speculate that perhaps Autopsy came back to bask in glory and success in a time that old school <laughs> death metal had resurgence, I'd rather not speculate and just ask what did bring about the reunion of the band. And if my facts are straight, a reunion that was said to not be upon the original disbanding. We were talking with uh, the guys from Maryland about maybe doing something. They were, you know, hitting us up about that. And, you know, we talked about it enough. And we're like, ah, oh, fuck it, man. Let's, let's do like a one-off and then, you know, that'll be it. So that was the original plan. And, you know, meanwhile, we had abscess going at the same time over here. So it wasn't really supposed to be a big serious thing you know it was like all right we'll do a show what the hell you know and then um after that we started talking to a couple other people and it was all around the same time um you know we talked to the people at hole in the sky and then party Son in germany and we're like all right well fuck you know okay it's three shows now <laughs> and then around that time clint from abscess he wanted to to leave the band and just kind of work on his home life which we totally respected but you know, we couldn't do the band without him, so I just kind of just sort of locked into place like that, you know, so that happened, and we're like, all right, well, I guess it's autopsy now, <laughs> you know, and then all around the same time as all this stuff, we, you know, started sort of writing new songs without meaning to, you know, just sitting around driving down the freeway or whatever, and like, sort of, okay, that that's a good riff in my head right now, I better remember that one and come home and work on it, and it just kind of went from there, just kind of avalanche. And the same thing was happening with Eric. I talked to him. He'd be like, oh, hey, I got two new songs. I'm like, oh, you fucker, I only have one. I got to write some more. <laughs> sort of back and forth like that. It just it wasn't something we really forced, you know, which is why it works. 
you know, we could have done that any time for the last, you know, 15 or 16 years, but it would have been forced and fake and all that stuff. And, you know, we don't do things like that. So it's kind of how it went down, man. Yeah, which kind of leads me to my next question, because, you know, my expectation usually for a band that has been defunct for, you know, a long period of time is that the return, they always say how true to their roots they're going to be, and it's going to be the best material ever. But then in reality, it's like it's a modern, bland output with little to no resemblance to the band that you know. But in the case of Autopsy, I was happy to hear a record that did sound like the band I knew and a production that wasn't a modernized, bland output lacking of character. So do you feel that most music throughout the rise and recording technology has been compromised to a modern, otherwise bland production? Well, in some cases, yeah. I mean, it depends on what band you're talking about, because absolutely you know, bands that just, you know, that do that that way, that sort of modern way. And I mean, you know, we record digitally sometimes, so I can't say we're just, you know, insisting on the way things always used to be, like, we must record analog and whatever. It's like, well, we must record what's cost-efficient. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because so, we don't have huge budgets where we go in the studio for four months, like some bands or whatever. We get in there and we do it in like a week and that's it. You know, that's that's the recording, that's the mixing, that's everything. You know, but that's just us, you know, but it just depends on what band you're talking about. You know, there's bands that keep it basic and real sounding and all that good stuff and then there's others that go for the super slick approach and that doesn't really sound like a band anymore and all that sort of thing. So it just depends, you know, which which one you're talking about. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, Autopsy has always been known for having over-the-top lyrics, and which began in a, in a gory and violent fashion, but then stirred more towards a filthy perversion when with shit fun with then you know and ended the first era of autopsy and progressed its way to abscess but with two yeah. within and then macabre eternal you've returned to the more gory style of lyrics did you feel that it was essential to return to that style to make a true autopsy record or did things just naturally progress that way you just you gotta just go with what mood you're in you know we've never been wants to sort of force anything like we must write like this or we must write like that it's just kind of what's on your mind at the time you know when we we're getting near the end of the band the, the first chapter whatever you want to call it I mean it was we're definitely going for the gross out you know and I can kind of tell you where that started we were doing an interview and or I don't know it was like Terrorizer or something like that and it was when actually Unspeakable came out, and we were already getting pretty raunchy with the lyrics, and we said some things that really pissed off the, the journalist, and he let it be known in the article, you know, he was just sort of like making personal cracks at us and stuff, and <laughs> the write-up, and we just thought that was super funny, you know, so we, our, our take was, well... The band's going to break up. We pissed this guy off. Let's piss a lot more people off. <laughs> you know, just go for the gross, and that's what we did. So um, I guess it was kind of intentional in a way, but at the same time, if that's what's on your mind and that's what you end up writing down, then, then so be it. You know, if we would have, I guess, sort of like forced ourselves to write, you know, horror stories or whatever, they probably would have come across as not really, you know, from the gut, I guess. And so we didn't do that. But uh, same with now, you know, we just kind of go with what's on our minds. You know, I've been, myself, Raw Tops, have been in the mood to write sort of like little horror stories and that sort of thing. And and uh, so that's what we end up writing down, you know, for my, my part of it. Would it be safe to say that, you know, that would be kind of the basis of abscess then would be because it was to piss people off then? Because since things kind of progressed, you know, towards that uh, style. With abscess, whether we tried to or not, we definitely pissed people off the first <laughs> 
year or two of the band, we could never play the same place twice because we just fuck everything up and get chased out onto the sidewalk and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just so many ways to, to play death metal or death metal-ish music. You know, you can write horrific things or just straight-up disgusting things or <laughs> just go for the weird or bizarre. I mean, there's just so many different angles you can come from, which is cool. That way, you know, for me, it can never get old or never run out of ideas. You know, you can always sort of take a different peek at things and go with that. I oftentimes notice that throughout most bands' careers, their devotion and passion towards metal apparently decreases and sometimes ceases altogether, and and their involvement in music remains pretty much nothing more than just a means to an income. And, uh, you know, judging by your involvement with the numerous bands you've done, the many guest appearances with bigger and smaller bands, and just the overall quality of the music that you're involved with, you do still have an interest and passion in the metal. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, if I was playing this to, you know, get rich or something like that, that's the the wrong tree to bark up for sure. Um, Yeah, you just got to either love it or you don't, you know, and there's, you got to weather, as you know, you got to weather out a lot of shit, man. And, you know, a lot of things that happen or come up, you know, will break a lot of people and they'll just never want to do it again. And it's just like, ah, I think I'll just stay home and whatever, you know, which that's cool, but... I don't know, man. I can't shake this shit off. I just got to keep going with it. I, otherwise, I don't know what I'd do. You know, like if I stop playing, the first thing I'd want to do is start playing again. So, you know, there you go. I'll probably just keep playing until my arms and legs fall off or something or get hit by a truck or whatever happens to me. That's the way to be. It's a respectable attitude as well. Who are some of the current bands that you listen to? Um, I, my tastes are weird. If someone looked at my music collection, they'd be like, dude, really? <laughs> <laughs> Why? You know, was, I'm all over the place, man. Um, of course, I, you know, love metal and death metal and all the different types of metal. And there's a question I'm so bad at, you know, like naming things because I'll get this swirl of band names in my head and I can't grab any one or two of them got the new graveyard album lights out which i think is fucking great i I think that's a really good band so i've been listening to off a lot (laughs) i don't know if you're into them that's keith morris's band from black flag and circle jerks it's fucking so badass man there's two albums out both have 16 songs and they're both albums are 17 minutes long each it's just so great though but uh, I've been listening to that stuff a lot and just so many other things, just random, you know, records out of the vinyl collections flip through. Okay, this looks good. I'll put this on. I don't know. I'm bad at naming stuff. <laughs> so nothing to the extreme of, like, Lady Gaga or something. No, no. When I say, like, <laughs> what the hell is he listening to? I don't mean stuff like that. Okay. You know, more like just obscure things. We're like, how do you even know about this? And what is this? You know, that kind of thing. But no, I'm not immersed in the, the sort of pop world at all. You know, if I heard something out there I liked, I'd own up to it and go, hey, I don't care what anyone thinks I like that, but I yeah. don't. <laughs> all right, because that would be something I would raise an eyebrow to, this, this other stuff, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just more like a weird listener, you know. I don't know, I can't explain myself. That's ah, okay. <laughs> don't have to. You had headed back some years. Uh, I've been curious about how your involvement with death came about, and shortly after it came to an end after you'd done the Scream Bloody Gore album. Oh man, haven't I told this story enough? Uh, not to me. <laughs> okay, now it's cool. I'm just fucking with you. No, dude. Uh, simply put, um, you know, I was into the metal scene. You know, growing up, every time something new and heavy came out, I was on it. You know, starting and. 
you know, not to date myself, but I'm going to go ahead, 1978 is when I started really getting into sort of like hard rock and stuff. And then it progressed to metal as all that stuff came out and heavier, heavier things. And, you know, at one point I ended up hearing the Mantis and, and later Death demos, you know, either from friends or we used to have a record store out here called the Record Vault in San Francisco, and they would sell bootlegs of demos. So I was really into, already into Death and Mantis, you know, I thought that was badass shit. And then uh, a friend of mine told me that Chuck was actually living in the area about 20 minutes away and was going to uh, post an ad on a, a local radio show saying he was looking for members because he was just on his own again. My friend told me about that, and I, I got the number. And I just thought, there's no way it's the same guy. It's, it's impossible. You know, what the hell are you doing over here? <laughs> and so I called him up, and it was the same guy. I'm like, what? You know, so we started talking, and... You know, one of the main questions was, what am I into? You know, I don't know what he thought I was going to say, but, you know, I started saying, oh, yeah, artillery and battery and, you know, possessed and, you know, that kind of stuff, whatever else I told him. And I guess that made an impression. And he's like, oh, so you like Slayer and possessed and whatever. And like, yeah, totally, man. Whatever is brutal is what I like. So we got together. I went over to his house where he was staying and just started talking. And it just kind of, that was just kind of it, you know, he was, it was pretty badass because he was playing, you know, what was new songs at the time on just his guitar. Like, hey, I got this song called Scream Bloody Gore. Check it out. And played it for me. And, of course, I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think I played him some of some stuff from some old band I was in. I don't know if he was impressed with that or not. But <laughs> anyways, we got along really good. And, and uh, that was pretty much it, you know. We just started jamming. We got together, you know, with drums and guitar. And I don't think he ever said, like, you're in the band. You know, it was just kind of like a sort of a thing you know it just kind of happened so he pretty much just packed his bags and then left and then really didn't ask you furthermore if you wanted to be involved with the band oh when he moved back to florida yeah well no he he moved he was staying with me over here and then one day he said hey i'm going back to florida for a little bit i didn't know it was going to be indefinite you know i just said all right cool yeah go visit your family do whatever you want to do and uh this is around the time scream bloody gore was coming out so we're just kind of hanging around waiting for it to come out we never could find a bass player so we weren't playing shows it was always just the two of us and uh one day i talked to him he's just like hey i'm not coming back <laughs> so i was like okay well that sucks whatever uh, then he did an extend the invitation and said hey if you want to come out here you can definitely stay in the band and we'll look for other members and i really honestly had no desire to live in florida so you know, as much as I hated to not be in a band anymore, I really didn't want to move away from here. You know, it's just where I belong. So, all right, well, time to start over. And the autopsy was the starting over. Yeah, and had things been like today, because back then you pretty much... I mean, you couldn't really do the long distance stuff where like today, you know, it's just send files and it's all like that. It had things been technologically advanced like they are today. Would you have still, you know, done stuff with the band? Oh, man, I have no way to answer that because it, it wasn't that way. So I can't, you know, there's no way I can put myself in the situation and, and think about it because it just wasn't available. So I don't know what I would have done. Maybe I would have. Maybe not. I have no idea. Yeah, that'd be yeah, an interesting pretty, thought. Pretty young at the time too, so I might have been thinking about things in a whole different way. Yeah, absolutely. So, did the, your involvement with death help influence autopsy? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, 
there's there's no way to help that, you know. I mean, being in a band like that that I was a fan of before I got to be in, that was, you know, like a mind blower. Like, wow, I'm in that band that I always liked. So, yeah, it's going to make a big impact. You know, there's just no way around that. I mean, we never set out to, to sound like death, you know, because we listen to all sorts of other things, too, you know, fucking Slayer and Possessed and Repulsion and Black Sabbath and Trouble and Vitus and all that stuff. So, you know, there was no reason to single out one influence no matter how big it was you know we just you know this is eric and i at first we just said hey, okay let's make a brutal band <laughs> that's all there was too they just wanted to be heavy and we liked all these different things that kind of worked their way into our music but yeah of course that's was- definitely an influence you know no two ways about it you know and, and hearing now that you were saying you were you know struggling to find a, a, a permanent bass player and you know further members for death while you know chuck was out there which is kind of ironic to think that you know in san francisco with the abundance of music that came out there especially at that time that that would be a problem but uh furthermore then it draws me into my next question is because it's not very common that you find a vocalist who plays drums so was it your intention to do both or was that just kind of a last resort to not being able to find someone ultimate last resort man i had no idea no desire to do that whatsoever (laughs) none and yeah it was hard to find people around here the thing that that I have to clarify is death metal was not cool out over here. You know, around that time, people talked about the, the glory days of the Bay Area and thrash and all that. But the thing was, if you weren't playing thrash, you were considered a fucking idiot. You know, like, I remember, you know, people sort of teasing me about being in death. You know, like, why would you want to be in that? You can't even understand the lyrics and lyrics are stupid and, you know, whatever. So... It's kind of weird, man. It wasn't it wasn't the cool thing to do, so it made it really hard to find other people to jam with. You know, you're instantly an outcast. Of course, now it's you know almost mainstream death metal. Everyone knows what it is at least. But uh, back then, man, you could put flyers in record stores and in magazines and all that, and probably hear nothing. You know, if you wanted to play this stuff, hard to believe. But uh, anyhow, yeah, we we wanted to have like sort of a front person for a singer for Autopsy, and we just. It just never happened, man. We, like, tried out a friend or two, and it went horrible. Nothing ever came of it. And then Eric and I decided, all right, well, let's just do it, the two of us. You know, we don't need anybody else. Fuck it. And so we tried that, and Eric did not enjoy doing vocals. He did, like, a song, you know, Mold to Death. He just kind of wanted to focus on guitar instead, and so I got stuck with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a pain in the ass, you know, 30 years later, 25 years later, but, you know, I'm just used to it now. I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, that was was what I was going to follow up to. Is is it definitely difficult to do both at the same time? No, no, not really. Just something I'm, you know, I've been doing it for so long, I just, you know, kind of come second nature, I guess. Why, as a drummer and vocalist, why do you feel that that is such a rare find? Would it be, be because that... Others may find it difficult because I would, you know, being a musician myself, would find that to be ultimately very difficult to do. It's kind of a pain in the ass, like I said, but it's nothing you can't, you know, put your mind get a grasp on with just practice. You know, just do it a bunch, and after a while, you don't you don't think about it anymore. I mean, drums are a pain in the ass just on their own, man. They, you know, you got to fucking carry them around and take them apart and set them back up. (laughs) Total pain, but I still play those too. So, but uh, I guess with drumming and singing, you just learn how to build up stamina and, you know, use your energy the right way and on a slow part, take a breath and (laughs) jump back in, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting that you were saying how, you know, I never really stepped back and looked at the, you know, San Francisco scene and, you know, looked at it that way that it's like, yeah, there really wasn't 
that much death metal coming out there, especially at that time. So it's kind of interesting to this next question that how did Steve DiGiorgio then get involved with the band, especially being from a thrash, you know, a thrash band like Sadus? Yeah, but you know, they were kind of a little bit on the, on the outside too, because what they played was a lot more fast oh, yeah. and a lot more aggressive than what most bands are playing. I mean, things were so divided back then. And I mean, keep in mind a lot of those bands that everyone loves, you know, early days of thrash i love that shit you know i mean i can't help it i'd go see the shows and all that and it was great but it's not what i wanted to play you know but um yeah sadists were a little bit outside of that i'd say you know they weren't really widely accepted at first too because they were really fast and really aggressive you know a lot more than a lot of other bands and steve lived in the same neighborhood as us and uh I met Steve, I'm pretty sure it was through Eric. I, I met Eric. And, oh, wait, no, no. I'm getting my shit all mixed up. I uh, <laughs> I met Steve first. This is a long time ago. Bear with me. You got to do some editing with this fucking interview. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I remember now. I got to say this demo tape somehow. It had Darren's phone number on it, and I actually called that because I thought the tape was badass. I'm like, hey, I live over here, and you guys are over there. Let's hook up and, and party or whatever and we did and so i met all those guys that's how i met steve the first time so sorry about that fucking weirdness no it's cool so then just one thing led to another like hey play some play bass on our death metal record yeah we just well we you know got to we played shows with with sadis already you know and like gone to their practices and just hung out and had beers and all that so we knew he was an incredible bass player like just watching him but hearing him on record is one thing and that's impressive enough, but when you watch him play, it's just, it's boggling. Like, oh, wow, look at that, you know, that's crazy. And so we, yeah, we just told him, hey, we can't find anyone to play. Are you down for that? And he said, yeah, and he learned everything in like one day. And did you extend the offer to have him be a permanent member and he turned it down, or how did that go about? Oh, fuck, I don't, I don't remember. I think he <laughs> was pretty busy with Sadis. I don't think it was something we ever talked about. To the best of my knowledge, you have to ask him about that. He might remember more than me, but there's a lot of uh, alcohol and other things under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so certain things are a little bit fuzzy. I don't remember talking about him actually being in the band. Maybe we asked him and he said he was too busy with Sadis, or I don't know. If you talk to him at some point, you'll have to ask him. It won't be an entirely different story. <laughs> you never, never it could know. be. It could be. I don't know. I've, sometimes I, you know see interviews with other people that we worked with and you know you read interviews like i don't remember it that way but well maybe it was who knows <laughs> well you know that's what i like to do chris i like to test everyone's knowledge of this stuff oh i've failed at least twice so far let's go for three <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it out no one will ever know <laughs> <laughs> it's cool dude don't worry about it i'll, I'll just say yeah i mean chris he was spot he knew every detail i, I he i would have thought it was yesterday <laughs> oh man it'd be it'd be really worrisome if i remembered everything <laughs> i mean it kind of answers my next question is you know what it seems that an autopsy i mean but even to this day it seems like autopsy still has an in and out bassist or a second guitarist so even to this day it's still hard to find people i mean you would think that oh no no we're good man we're good i mean we've got you know eric and danny and guitar who've pretty much always been there Eric's mm -hmm. always been there and danny joined really early in the band and yeah he's never gone away and and uh our bass player joe he's He's a mainstay, too, because he was in uh, Absets with us, so that was not a problem. It's like, hey, we already got a bass player ready to go here, so 
you know, he was definitely along for the long haul, and, and he still is. So it's just kind of interesting because we used Danny Loker, you know, to uh, to fill in the void when we first got back together. Yeah, that's where actually I was going to go with that was because when I, when I met you in Norway, that Danny was there. So I, that's kind of where I premised that question because it's like, well, you know, autopsy's it's back. Kind and, of, you know, it's kind of a weird story because uh, kind of a long story. I'll try not to make it too long and boring. Um, <laughs> Joe was already basically the bass player in the band but at the time we we put this plan together to play these first couple of shows um abscess was still together as a band and so we could have just said all right well you know we'll have joe play bass for the autopsy thing or we could have said hey let's see if clint wants to do it but it'd be either way it'd be kind of strange because it'd be like three out of the four of us and one guy's kind of left behind you know Mm -hmm. and so we didn't really want to do that and sort of create more tension in the band than, you know, was maybe already there. And so we just figured it'd be a good idea to get a, you know, a neutral party, you know, someone we already knew and liked and who could do the job. And, and that was Danny. I'd worked with him, you know, Danny and I had with uh, the Ravenous. So that was easy. Oh, right, you know, we yeah. just called him. Yeah, yeah. So we already worked with him before and we just, you know, called him up, say, hey, man, are you down for this? And he said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, but shortly after that, this is after we booked those first three shows, that's when Abscess disintegrated. <laughs> okay. So that problem was sort of alleviated, like who we could ask to play bass. You know, then it was automatic. It's, you know, Joe was, was down for it, but we'd already booked those shows and Danny learned the set. So we sort of had this agreement that, all right, Danny's going to play these first three shows on bass and then Joe's going to just take over from there, even though he's technically the bass player of the band. So we actually, I'm pretty sure, recorded the Tomb Within before we did Hole in the Sky. I'd have to check the dates, but everything sort of bled over a little bit. You know, it was mm-hmm. mildly confusing, I guess, but it, it worked out pretty good. And how about, how did you go about practicing with Danny, with him you know, being in Rochester? He learned everything at home first. I just sent him a package with all the CDs in it, and he... He pretty much learned everything. He'd call Eric, you know, here and there, and go, hey, was this the right chord here, and blah, 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 that sort of thing. And then he actually came out here. We had him come out for a weekend so we could all actually jam together and, you know, clear up any questions there were about how the songs went and actually play everything as a whole band, you know, in the same room at the same time and all that. Right. And so we just played all day for, like, you know, two days in a row, a Saturday and a Sunday or whatever, and that was that was pretty much it. And then we next time we met up was in Maryland. How did the involvement with uh, Nuclear War Now come about? Is it like something that you met Yosuke? Because uh, he's from San Francisco as well. Is that like just something from a local thing like you met and he was just like, hey, I want to put out the autopsy demos or was there more to it than that? No, that was pretty much it. I mean, we already <laughs> knew him and were friends with him you know, for for a few years, and he just asked us, hey, are you interested in do something with those demos? But, you know, something really over the top, you know, his packaging is out of control, as I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. And, he, you know, he said he wanted to do something, like, really crazy with those, and, you know, we couldn't turn that down. So, fuck, yeah, man, that sounds great. Let's do it. So that's pretty much it. You know, we're already friends with him, and he you know, asked if we wanted to do it, and we said, yeah, and then we did it. Now, will there be any future for the some of your past projects like Eat My Fuck or The Ravenous, etc.? Uh, I don't think anything's, I don't know. I think those are pretty much done. You know, I mean, I've said that before, of course, about autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I probably shouldn't say never, but right now I don't think so. I think we, you know, those bands pretty much did everything they needed to do. So behind the screams and the skins, which I don't know if that analogy would work because you'd be behind the skins 
playing them. But uh, <laughs> what else do you enjoy besides music? No, I don't know. I'm kind of kind of boring, I guess. It's going to be disappointing to a lot of people, you know, but I'm not running around the sewers feeding on maggots falling out of rats' faces or anything like that. It's kind of just like a dude. <laughs> Listen to music, watch TV, you know, that kind of crap. Just like anyone else, read, play guitar, all that. But you were telling me that you were going to the post office, man. That's an exciting story. Okay, oh, man, how could I leave out that? Yeah. Man, that's, <laughs> that's probably going to be the highlight of my day. Um, so I do go to the post office frequently, let it be known. Do you have, do you have a uh, job for a living, or is autopsy your bread and your bread bearer? Ah, well, we gotta we gotta make the ends meet. But you know, I have learned over the years that when people hear about things like that, they get super ultra turbo disappointed. So just say that yeah, we gotta do what we gotta do to keep the lights on and food in the fridge. <laughs> right on. So I like to always close interviews. With, you know, we hear music from the guests, and then you know, I always like to dig deep if if i haven't gone deep enough but you know just to the time i like to hear like cool stories about whatever we're going to hear and whatnot and of course i had to go with something old chris so i'm sorry if it's going to be hard for you <laughs> i still like you it's okay okay cool <laughs> but uh I was, you know anything that might be interesting uh for you know for the song obviously i had to dig into death so and uh figured mutilation would be appropriate i think everyone out would probably automatically go to uh evil dead but i'm gonna go with mutilation and uh then autopsy with critical madness anything cool about those you know the making in the studio or anything um, Mutilation was just, there was another new song that, you know, Chuck had showed me and said, hey, I got another new song, it's called Mutilation. You know, he played it for me, and of course I said, oh my God, that's fucking brutal, can't wait to play that. <laughs> that's pretty much it, you know, it was one of the one of the batch of new songs, you know, besides the, the demo songs that were going to be redone for the album, and it's pretty crushing, man, it's, it's you know, especially with that time, it's, it's pretty relentless, I think, so, yeah, it's just fucking Skull Crusher. Um... Critical Madness, that one we, we wrote the lyrics about <clears throat> the movie Truth or Dare. Not the Madonna movie, of course, but the low-budget horror flick called Truth or Dare, um, A Critical Madness. And, um, you know, that's, we wrote the song about the movie, basically. You know, in follow-up, actually, I just came to my mind, because for me, and not because I'm talking to you, but uh, it, it really, it's always been pretty much kind of the only death record I like, and now I'm probably going to get shit people like, well, how, did, how do you not like those other death records? But so, how do you feel, you know, as being someone that was involved when in the early origins of the band, and, you know, knowing Chuck and all that, how, do you, how did you feel as that, you know, death kind of progressed to be something really technical and all that, did, did you feel it like, you know, he's kind of just going too far with it or it, like, and like, well, what the hell is that guy doing? Like, this is, this is not death metal the way it should be, it should be primitive and all that, or you didn't really have much of a thought to it. Well, it's just kind of is what it is, you know, I mean, my favorite, of course, was, was the record I played on and, you know, I mean, not only because I played on it, but those songs are, are close to me, you know, after growing up with the demos and all that, you know, and then hearing them in album form, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, so that's, you know, and plus being on it, you know, that's, it's always going to be my favorite. And there's other ones I like, but, uh, you know, the later, as it got more technical, it's not like my favorite, you know, I mean, there's parts in there where I could go, oh yeah, that sounds like a classic death riff or whatever, but kind of not really in my favorite stuff, you know, I'm like, hated or anything but just wasn't quite the same you know and but I, I respect what he was doing because you know that was one thing about chuck is he didn't care what anybody thought whether band members could handle it or not he was always going to do what he wanted to do and had a very very 
clear vision for the band and where he wanted it to go. So I completely respect that part. You know, he, he didn't give a shit, you know, so it's all good. It's cool, man. Well, Chris, I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy day t- to the post office and all that. <laughs> and, and, yeah, they're missing me over there. <laughs> yes. Do they know you by name yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are they autopsy fans? <laughs> Yeah, I know. We all know each other very well over there. <laughs> but you could tell them, see, if anyone asks you what you did today, you'd be like, hey, I was on Hellcast. See, then, then everyone yep. would be very impressed. Not really. <laughs> I will do that and say, did they get me free posters today? <laughs> I'll see what I can do if we got we got to get posters made. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll roll one up and we'll send it on out, and then I'll be at the post office. All right, metal invasion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chris.
Hey, welcome back to the show. We're waiting on Reaper. He started this show and he can't make it back in here. And what's what's up, dude? I think he's out playing with his Reaper. It's sick, or, dude. Are you all right? Dude, what's up? What? You all right? He just I I didn't see what happened. I think he walked into the wall. Hey, you can hit. Hey, let me help him up. Hey, dude. I don't know, dude. Wait. Fuck, are you, are you that bad? Oh, Come on, dude, you alright? Here, wait. Here? The, yeah, dude, the lights. Didn't you see the fucking flashlights? Just what we fucking needed. Well, I guess it's gonna be the Eddie Satan show from now on. I don't know, dude. You alright? Dude, what I can, happened? I can, I can do it. Well, that's a very good question, Eddie, because that's a good segue into this next segment. (laughs) What happened? And I've been wondering that question, and it's really going to start off with a certain band. Let me find. I got to... You got to get here. I mean, I ran into walls and shit. I didn't know what was going on. Ah, That was weird. Yeah, that was really weird. I I was running out of that. Dude, those cops, I think they're just like... I think the the freaking just ambulance just drove by. Did you hear that? That That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. They're really like like toy car sounding sirens, though. Well, that's really that's weird. how they are here in suburban. Oh, right, 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 Cleveland. So, but anyway, yeah. So, what happened? And it's going to be a new segment for us. Uh, it's a very big question, and uh, and I am going to direct this question to Exodus. And I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this because, like, hey, jerk, I like Exodus, and whatever you maybe maybe you do, and I and I do too, but. Uh, not everything, and that's where this is going to go. So, you know, Exodus started out with a very famous guitar player, Kirk Hammett's one of the big four, yeah. Um, this guy, yeah, he played guitar. straight blonde hair? Yes, yes, and he went, yeah, ooh, yes, that guy. So, you know, they started out with a little more heavy metal-ish, thrashy, and progressed <laughs> in my opinion very downhill and that's why i ask what happened so as we take a look you know started out with such hits take a look or take a listen take a listen <laughs> back in the demo days death and domination You know, a little more heavy metalish, and then progress to the all-time classic. Yes, as we know. Kind of set the standard for very metal-like. You know, but then they started out more heavy metalish. It's good stuff too. Then it got faster. Days of the thrash, which you know, and that's kind of how things went at the time. And then that's such a good record too. Yeah, it's a great record. It's the best record. That's the record. And then things weren't looking so good. They, you know, and and people are going to be like the first inclination of what happened to Exodus. And well, first people will be like, "What do you mean? What happened to them?" I mean, nowadays they're not so good. I'm going like way back to freaking. Pleasures of the flesh, not good. The, to a day when Paul Bailoff left and Steve Souza came. 
not in his pants, but into the band. <laughs> well, he might have. He may, he maybe hired. he did when they were like, if I got hired know, I, to Steve Franks, I decided. Probably. Well, I'll tell you what. If I was Steve Souza and I got hired in any band, I would have came in my pants because that guy does not have a good voice. I was. I would really have loved to have been a fly on the wall when Steve Souza was auditioning for Exodus and Gary Holt looked to Tom Hunting like, this guy's pretty fucking good. He's really good. You know what, man? I think we should hire him. <laughs> this guy's fucking good. That's all I'm saying. He's really good. <laughs> he looks a lot like... Uh, he looks like him, Paul Bailoff. So, he doesn't sound like him. No. So, you know... Uh, it, Pleasures of the Flesh came out. It was it was a little. It wasn't horrendous. I like those. I still like it. The voice is yeah. Well, those are most of those are Bailoff songs, right? And I and you and I shared with you that disc that had the Bailoff version with with his uh, right. Have it, yeah. But uh, as things would progress, that was it was different though. Even with Bailoff, so as I was going, one's inclination would be like, "Well, Exodus started sucking because Bailoff left." It's just like, well, I mean. I yeah, <laughs> it did suck after that, but I don't fully think that that was the full reason because even the pleasure of the flesh stuff, not everyone the, likes. The guitarist, yeah, I, 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 I it's different. He's don't saying, like it. and he's saying differently. Yeah, but I love the fucking guitars on that. It's a, that I like that record, though. right? But on the demo version, what he's on, he even sang differently and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and then, so that record came out, and then the, and then things just got <laughs> silly. Oh, this is yeah, like I. <laughs> Ah, as this video loads, you know, it's heavy. It's cool. But it's just silly. It is. And I don't know if like Anthrax was influencing them at this point in time, because when this record came out, they were on tour with them. I remember I went. So it's them, Halloween and Anthrax on the hell on the Headbangers Ball Tour. Yeah, so you had like a band that's known for like crazy violent shows and kind of like what Metallica was when, whenever. And all of a sudden, they just got fucking silly. They hired a retard. <laughs> I mean, come on, Toxic Waltz. When they, before they play this song live, he's like. This isn't the song. This isn't the dance your kids or your parents used to do in high school, you know. This one's the Toxic Waltz. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking horrible. And I mean, dude, you're jumping up and down like, like a, a psycho, psycho circus, circus clown. clown. Or um, get caught up in the, in the pit, pit and, and do a little trick or some shit. Uh, yeah. But the, the best one is we used to do the monkey, but, but now, now it's, it's not, not cool. cool. The twist. When the fuck was the monkey no ex- ever cool in metal? Never. <laughs> this is it, it's just it is it's bad. silly, and I know people like it. And it's a heavy record, and it's, it's you know, and that's the thing is like the riff on this song is fucking awesome. I love even a lot of the stuff on this record, the guitar stuff. I like. Um, well, we're not just okay, but but you know it's yeah. they progressed. They but, were once right. I don't know if they were serious, but they were doing way cooler content, stealing on Satan and violence, and now yeah. all of a sudden they're yeah, fucking singing exactly. about the toxic waltz and then Cajun chicken. I don't yeah, know what that the, was bad. And then they did fucking <laughs> now low, think about it, yeah, low rider low, that was awful. And yeah. then like and then there's a song about cream cheese. I don't know. I, yeah, I, like, you know, I, like, I like salad. I, I had I had a baked potato. No, with that's cream on cheese. the first one, dude. It's, it's, on, the, the, it's on the second, second one. one. I'm still, it's the yeah, fuck it's, with, the, with the retard. And then you know, so they had that. I forgot. Yeah, tox or uh, pleasure. Um, what's that one? Um, 
uh, fabulous, fabulous disaster. Fabulous disaster. I guess it, there are some That's pretty awful songs on that. It's record. Pretty awful. The whole yeah. fucking record. <laughs> I, I I don't ever listen to it anymore. So I, I, I wonder why. <laughs> but the now, but briefly getting off subject. Someone's comment on YouTube, and I I I actually agree with this. Well, not with Exodus fucking rules. I don't agree with that. Holt and Hammett and Exodus and he- wait, never mind. That was a different one. Someone said, "Fuck the big four. Exodus should be a part of the big four. And now that I think about, it, that's one of my biggest arguments. It's like, when did Anthrax? Anthrax was thrash. I, they never. I, I never I, thought they, maybe no, the first. They, it's honestly, I in my opinion, it's heavy metal to an. It's it's heavier heavy metal. Yeah. It just was heavy metal to another step, and it was silly and stupid. I, the fact that they even have a big four of thrash, I think, is stupid. The because the first record, like I was talking about this the other day, I was like, like well, what about the what about the first record that was thrash? Like, it was not it's, really. It's it was kind of like heavy metal. It was a lot of double bass. It wasn't like ever. That's thrash to me, or thrashy speed metal. Yeah, back then, it that was you know fucking but yeah maybe but it doesn't yeah, sound anything else that was labeled thrash for the time it doesn't i don't understand how they were ever labeled that uh fucking among the living was maybe the closest thing ever to thrash and they put out way worse albums after that they, oh they had, their bad. bad albums outweigh their their ones and well exodus as well but so yeah whatever so that, that was just my comment on that i was always wondering that so you know so they progressed exodus progressed silly and then, you know, like the first time, dude, the first time I heard Exodus, I I heard Impact is Imminent, yeah. which was one of the later Steve Souza's records. And I put it on like, you know, Exodus. I knew Exodus. So I put it on. I was just like, Ugh. the riff was pretty sweet. I was like, this is a cool riff. It's heavy. Then he started singing. I was just like, sounds like a retard. Like, what? why would anyone sing like this? And then things got really awesome. Not only did they they went to uh, what Force of Habit, which looks that looks like a bad Picasso piece. Album. That looks like a bad kindergarten drawing. Something. And I'm not saying a kindergarten drawing. And I'm not saying it looks like a kindergarten drawing. No, it looks like a bad kindergartner drawer. <laughs> and you sound like a fucking kindergarten yeah, drawer. No, yeah, right I can't fucking talk. Right I'm in there. A bad kindergarten drawer. You fucking call Steve Salza a retard. Uh, fucking Reaper. I was, listen, I was listening to too much fucking Exodus. <laughs> so, anyway, so here was one of the jams off that record. Dude, what the fuck? Dude, this is thrashing. I've never seen this video. There's probably a reason. Fuck the video. Hear the song. Oh. When did they get bluegrass? Were they like um, listening to Down? I don't think Down existed then. Were they recorded this at Morris Sound? It sounds like shit. So here we go. But wait until you hear the vocals, though. Out of control. So very appropriate cover for the music. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime that somebody talks like that, right in a song, that's the vocals. Uh, or, or, or um, dude, isn't that how or you recorded do, or the, <laughs> What's that? I was gonna say, isn't that how you recorded the last one? Yeah, we're gonna sing a song about this, and here, it never mind. What do you mean? I was making fun, saying that that's how you recorded your last 
vocals. Never mind. Oh, I, that's what's upcoming. Never mind. I, was, I went over. I, I mean, I did like something that was like spoken, but it wasn't like. Oh, that. I was even referring to that. Oh, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. But yeah, no. I was uh, trying any, to make funny any time, for something. Let me just do. set this up. <laughs> anytime you hear a metal vocalist do this, it was in I was in like they always had like that gust of breath in the day and the, you know, the, and like, the movie, uh, and the movie trailer from and, uh, and the fucking movie trailer guy's voice no one like Phil me, uh, yeah. what's his name <sighs> yeah Phil yeah it sounds yeah. like a Pantera song <sighs> it's like what is, what is the breath what, what are you out of like what were you running like what the fuck does that have to do with it why is, why is that cool <sighs> I, I saw some interview with Gary Holt where he was talking about how during the 90s all this was going on and, and the quote I remember was is, he goes if I could go back and do it all again I'd keep writing songs about killing people and it's like fuck yeah dude that's why didn't you because You're they the followed that, the fucking 90s then fucking I don't thing. have any respect for you <laughs> exactly exactly you're a That's... grown man you can and you and you're a grown man that was in a band that was against the everything. shit that was that was yeah. against everything in the 80s how the fuck did you get swept into everything in the 90s and put out a really fucking shitty record with a kindergarten a bad kindergarten drawing on the fucking cover with a really with worse music woke up this morning <sighs> good day to die yeah, it's fucking so horrible. Bad. But then they disbanded for obvious reasons and then came back. Exodus is back better than ever with War is My Shepherd. Here we are on Hellcast. Turn up that dial. Don't change the station. It's going to take a while for this load on YouTube. Ten seconds in and we got nothing. All right. As they walk like a bunch of wiggers with their droopy... Look at those fucking... Sounds like shit. Whoa. Was that an aircraft carrier or something now? Right. Honestly, dude, no way. Gary Holt, I wouldn't take any fucking word from that guy. Because, you know... Dude, but, wait, is but, he hold wearing on those a big pants? Yeah, ex- right. So, yeah. hold on. So, so, Gary Holt, you know... I, pretty much, he was the founder of Exodus. Pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, could, I could be wrong. So, yeah, whatever. Looks like he did in the 80s, like everyone else. 90s comes around, looks fine. What about Exodus vanishes into obscurity. They come back. They do that another lesson in violence live record with Paul Bailoff, which actually I like. Fantastic, yeah. You look at the booklet. Carrie Holt has short hair and a skin lab shirt, and he's doing that fucking like the thumb out middle fuck finger. you, yeah, yeah, which is like the douchebag way of doing yeah, the middle keep finger. The thumb in, yeah, like the overkill fuck you cover. Yeah, exactly. That's the way you That's do the it. Way but you but do he it. had the thumb out, so already looks like a jackass. And then all of a sudden. You know, but Exodus still was like in obscurity, and then all of a sudden they come back. They come back, and he's wearing fucking his. Hair, he grew his hair back out. Why did I ever cut it? Clearly, he's not going bald. He's got baggy pants on. So then, maybe later on, now he's and then as we saw him with Slayer, he's fucking rocking the fucking metal look again. It's just kind of like this guy's just fucking cranking out for money and i don't know how he's getting any money out of this shitty music so let's so war is but, my and right here he's got but he's got like the it looks like the uh those uh baggy zippy pants from uh 
exactly. uh, hot topic. I think they're is, called trip pants. Trip pants. That thing. <laughs> So you got a fat Steve Souza still sound like a retard wearing a mortician shirt on this record. So, whatever. It sounds like shit. It's a modern, tingy-tangy, bass drum sound, triggered bullshit. So then, we progress. And what better way than to <laughs> re-record your classic record, but with a Phil Anselmo lookalike because, hey, you got rid of your classic guy because you finally re- realized, hey, this guy sounds like a fucking retard. I think there was other reasons, but that was that would have been my reason. Like, I don't know what we were thinking for 20 years. It sounds like shit. Yeah. Someone's fucking... So many mids in that. It's all scratchy sounding. So real quick though, they re-record "Bonded by Blood" in tribute to the late Paul Bailoff. How is that respecting him to re-record the classic album that kids that don't know the re- the original recording are probably gonna like more than that? You know, because they like shitty sounding modern shit. What, what would have been cool is that they made a CD with the uh, demos with him on it. You know? Right, Something that would have like been that. respect. That would have been awesome. Well, and they got the they got fucking demos and rare shit. Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. Shit that wasn't even bootlegged. Yeah, yeah. Because I have all those boots and stuff, and they're sweet. But there's still shit that hasn't come out that I would fucking love to have. Oh, it'd be but great. Why would they put it out? Fucking just volumes of it. Yeah, yeah. But instead, they put this douchebag on here. Who is this guy? Do you even know? Some jackass. Looks like Phil and Selma. So yeah, in tribute to our late dead singer, well, that would be the late. Well, let's uh, let's just re-record the record that put us on the map that people like and put a really shitty singer on it that's like, ah, 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 that that sounds like a combination of retarded Steve Souza, less retarded, and let's put really <laughs> scratchy, shitty sounding guitars and very fucking triggered bass drums on here and let's call it an album yeah ching 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 i hey i can buy new pants that aren't fucking droopy gary holt's like yeah i can get hair extensions maybe i'll grow my hair quicker because doesn't he have like signature guitars out i don't fucking know i don't pay attention to this shitty band and then here's their latest and greatest with their newest great lineup because now rick hunel is back in the band he, if, if anyone looked really bad from drugs, that motherfucker did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when I was a kid, I I met those guys a couple of times, and uh, yeah, he was all over the place. I, re- I met Gary Hole. I had him sign my exes, uh, my bonded by blood CD. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> excuse me. I, we didn't say anything. I didn't have anything to say to him. <laughs> when, when, when I was real young, this in the eighties, like uh, this is maybe this is why I like Pleasures of the Flesh was uh, like on that tour. Uh, I ran into them like in Baltimore or something. I know he, he was really cool to us, and Rick Hunnell was really cool. All I'm saying is a dick. I'm yeah, just I'm saying just saying they're a poser. Yeah, yeah. They, well, back then they were they were really cool. Like, you know, the money. Little teenagers, shit. Yeah, and back then it was totally different. And you know, sure, but whatever. Yeah. So and then Point now left. here's Exodus, latest and greatest. I never heard the record, so I, when I metal archives it, I just found like the most the shittiest song title and burn Hollywood burn. That was definitely the one. <laughs> what do you think they're talking about there? I don't know. So let's hear burn. Hollywood. Turn up your, 
Sit back, Hellcast listeners, and turn up Hollywood. and don't change that station because this is burn Hollywood burn. Here we come to burn you on Hellcast. Yeah! Clicky, clicky drums. Scratchy, scratchy guitars. Sound like shit. It's very kind of. I don't know what the word is. Guitars aren't awful, but they're they're not. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't know if it's like that EMG pickup sound. You know what I mean? So okay. So we have a band that started out violent shows, heavy heavy metal. Young singer kids. used to beat the shit out of posers. Violent shows that would that would stick with violent shows. <laughs> well, I mean, like even not even not to shows though, like walking on the street. Uh, all right, well, yeah, he was, he was heavily heavily in the metal. Like, uh, yes, Eddie, thank you. <laughs> and then they progressed to silly. Then they just got fucking shit, disbanded, came back. Put out a shitty record with one really old song that, and but yet made it sound like shit with scratchy guitars and bass drums. Rehired the retard, got rid of the retard, got another guy that was impersonating the retard to record their only classic record, and then continued to put out shitty records with fucking tough guy new metal titles like "Burn Hollywood Burn." And one would have to ask, and all when you, if you would listen to all those together. Which I'm sorry I didn't do my homework to you know splice them all together to just play it right now, but one would just have to say, "Dude, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> Except for another lesson in violence, yes. <sighs> we got another lesson in money, is what we got. Because, dude, I know so many people that know that the first Exodus is only one that's worth a damn yeah and i'm not saying if you like any of the other records that you're a fool or an idiot i'm just saying you don't like good music i was gonna say <laughs> well, well i'm coming on the other side of this microphone because i like pleasures of the flesh it's an okay record and it's I know not people great, that, yeah it's not it's not bond the bible dude like every other record dude it's like it. you know just like ride the lightnings not fucking kill them all you know i'm sorry jeff but how do you like every exodus record Everyone else is confused, but there's one individual that's listening right now that knows who I'm talking to. <laughs> I was say, I you need to get your ass to fucking Cleveland, motherfucker. That's all I got to say. We'll talk about it, <laughs> even though we already talked about it. <laughs> so, Exodus, what happened? Gary Holt, what happened? Gary Holt, are you really in the metal? Or <laughs> I'm sure he's in the metal. <laughs> are you are? I'm not. I'm confused. Okay. Uh, seriously, did you see what that motherfucker looked like? <laughs> it looks like he's jumping on the bad wagon. I'm just saying. So, whatever. So that has been what happened. And hey, if anyone knows what happened, and don't give me, well, because Paul Bailoff died, because we just proved that it didn't matter yeah, if Paul yeah. Bailoff died. Well, it was a paycheck. Well, fucking duh. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. <laughs> a lot of stuff happening. Yes. So, anyway, this has been Hellcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Reaper. Email I, me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. I am Eddie. Email me at eddiesatan at 
hellsheadbangers.com.
This is Lost from Hooded Menace, and you've been listening to Hellcast, brought to you by HellsetBangers.com. Reminding you, when you need metal, go to hell!